Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. All right, men, welcome to today's episode of Strong Men, Strong Marriages. My name is Mike Frazier, MD, and I help high-achieving men save their marriage. So today we're talking about marriage counseling versus marriage coaching. A lot of times there's confusion about the two, so I want to just kind of try to clear some of that up today. And when you might go to one versus another, finding a marriage counselor versus finding a marriage coach. So marriage counseling and marriage coaching, they have a lot of similarities. You know, they have a similar goal. And that's to make your marriage better. That's it, right? Like most of the people that go into these kind of professions, that's what they want. They really just want you to live a better life. And different types of people are drawn to different types of modalities and things like that. But, you know, they just want to have help you have a better relationship, better marriage. Um, Often they're going to teach you communication skills and techniques. They both kind of have that in common usually. They both consider past experiences and how they influence the present situation. Now, marriage counseling sometimes will go into a lot more detail with that, especially if you get someone that's more in like a um, psychoanalytic type of viewpoint. Like if they had that kind of training, they're really going to go into like, oh, how did your parents and seeing them influence things? And, you know, oh yeah, I could see how you would do that same thing and do that same pattern. And that can be, you know, useful. Um, And then looking at, what I think sometimes those therapies miss is how it applies to right now. <laughs> they kind of like go too far into like what caused the problems and, and not far enough into, well, what do you do about it? Um, this is one thing I don't like is if you, if you go to a marriage counselor where you're just going to complain the whole time and they're not going to challenge you or kind of point out how you're part of the problem. I don't think that's very useful most of the time as far as a marriage situation goes. Now, if you're just going for like maybe depression or anxiety or something like that, and you, and you just kind of need someone to listen to you, that's great. Um, but if you're looking for, Hey, I've got a problem. I need to solve it. You know, another thing counseling, just not necessarily marriage counseling, but counseling in general is, you know, designed to diagnose and treat a type of mental illness. Or, you know, you see a a psychiatrist in in that context that they're going to like diagnose you with something versus coaching. They're not trying to do that. They're not trying to diagnose you with anything. So, you know, I train as a psychiatrist and I I practice that and I do some uh, work with uh, geriatric uh, psychiatry. Um, But that's very different than when I'm coaching you. I'm not trying to diagnose mental illness in you. I'm trying to help you have a better marriage and look at how your thoughts are getting in the way. So, you know, typically someone who's higher functioning goes to coaching. Someone who's really having a lot of struggles will go to counseling. That makes sense. Um, so it's helpful to ask your counselor or coach to describe their approach when, you know, you choose a, a counselor or a coach, right? Say like, what's, what's your approach? Like, how do you go about this? What's your philosophy? Just to see if it lines up with the way you want to do it. Okay. So, you know, this is going to be a very basic overview um, of the different marriage counseling sort of camps, but this is the way that I kind of think about it in my own mind. Um, So there's 
a type of therapy called emotionally focused therapy. This was created by Sue Johnson. It's very effective for some people. It's uh, more from an attachment perspective. So the basic concept is we, we need each other. Okay. We need each other to validate each other. We need each other to support each other. Okay. The more we validate each other, the more we feel loved and accepted. You know, her big moments that she likes is when, you know, one person reaches out to the other person and really expresses their vulnerability and how much they need the other person. And the other person responds and says, yeah, like I'm here for you. I've got you. Right. And those are super powerful and super meaningful, um, things, you know, they're great, uh, when those do happen and that does create, you know, bonding and a good relationship. Okay. So it can be very helpful and very effective. Um, another kind of type is like the five love languages by Gary Chapman, like understand each other, you know, how do you accept love? How do you express it? Another one, his needs, her needs by Willard Harley, who says, you know, respect, uh, you know, men need respect, women need love, you know, um, there's men are from Mars, women are from Venus by John Gray. To me, these ones all kind of have a similar theme, which is like, just do what the other person wants you to do for them. And then they'll probably return the favor. It's like, I'll scratch my, I'll scratch your back. You scratch mine. And this is the best way to scratch the other person's back. Right. This is how they'll probably respond to that. Now, the problem with all of these, in my opinion, and at least for me and my own experience and in my own marriage and with the people I've worked with, is you're kind of in a tough spot because you can, you know, try to do all these things for your wife. You can try to reach out to her. You can try to do her love languages. But then what if she doesn't do it back? Or what if she doesn't validate you or support you? Now you're kind of stuck, right? There's nowhere to go. And to me, this is kind of the, the weakness in these approaches, okay? And again, I'm not saying it doesn't work at all. It does work really well for some people. But, you know, if that doesn't really appeal to you or if you try it and it doesn't work, there are other approaches to look out for. So there's um, one that's more based on what's called differentiation. Um, David Schnarch, Jennifer Finlayson, five are the main people that I follow that sort of, uh, you know, believe in this. David Schnarch is kind of one of the big pioneers for it. Um, so the way that they approach it is more like marriage. It's an opportunity for growth, for personal growth. And then you can grow together as well. So it's, they say it's not so much that like your spouse needs to validate you more because that's what Sue Johnson, these other people say, it's just, you're not validating them enough. Right. But David Schnarch and these guys will say, well, it's actually not that. The problem is that you won't bring things up that need to be brought up because your wife's opinion is actually too important to you. Like you won't bring up something that bothers you because you don't want to hurt her feelings. You don't want to rock the boat. And then you start feeling stuck, right? So like a, a basic example of this might be, you know, your wife makes a meal that you don't like, right? And so, you know, attachment theory would say something like just validate her. Thank you so much for making this. I love it. I love you. Right. All of that where, you know, differentiation theory would say, no, like tell her you appreciate it, but also tell her you don't like it. Right. <laughs> now, you know, probably some EFT people are going to say, no, that's not really what we teach, but you know, just kind of as a basic understanding, it's like the main idea is you don't have to wait 
for your spouse to validate you before you say something, right? And it's the idea of self-validated intimacy versus other validated intimacy. Where people get stuck is they say, well, I'm only going to share with you if you're going to validate it, right? I'm only going to share my feelings if I know what you're a safe place. Okay. Sue Johnson likes that terminology, being a safe place. Problem is, you know, you don't know if they're going to be safe until you express it. You know, the example I give a lot is my wife having questions about our church. And I really wasn't in a safe place for her to express that, but she did anyway. And that led to really good growth for our marriage. Or for me to say, look, like sex is really important to me, even though you do have a history of sexual abuse, it's still important to me. Even though I knew she wouldn't like that, it was true to me and important. And that's what led to growth. So she, she didn't really validate me that well when I first expressed it. I didn't really validate her that well when I, when she first expressed it to me. So, but we grew from it, right? So you can't be waiting all the time for validation. It has been my experience, right? Okay. So the growth here is to become intimate, to know and to be known, to share things with the other person that the other person probably won't like. They probably won't validate. Okay. You have to validate it for yourself. Know that you're living in integrity. Okay. Knowing and being known. Okay. So I know myself. I'm going to show myself to you, even though you don't, might not like it. Right. And we can grow from that. Um, from, um, another big guy that I follow is Stephen Covey and the seven habits of highly effective people. So getting to win, win, right. You can't really get to a win, win unless you are willing to express yourself clearly, understand your wife clearly, right. Then you can get to that win, win. But if you're always kind of hiding, what's an actually a win for you because you think your wife won't validate it. Now you're in trouble, right? Now you're stuck. Okay. So attachment versus differentiation, they, they are they're very different. And my particular stance is more on the differentiation side. So if that resonates more with you, someone like me would be a better fit for you probably. Um, so there's also like more of a skill-based viewpoint, like, oh, let's just kind of learn how to communicate. Let's learn how to phrase things better. There's like a religious-based viewpoint. Let's pray. Let's read scriptures together. Okay. All of these have value, right? Um, and, you know, there are many more approaches for marriage counseling. These are just kind of some of the main ones that, that I've looked at and studied and seen. Um, I'm sure there are many more and, you know, uh, someone would probably do a, could do a really huge in-depth thing about this, but this is just to kind of give you an overview. So marriage coaching, on the other hand, it's more skill-based in general. It's designed for higher functioning individuals. Again, like I said, you're not going to come in there and be diagnosed with a mental illness, right? You're going there to say, I've got a problem that I want to work on. Um, with marriage, usually people aren't looking for a diagnosis, which is, you know, makes coaching and counseling a little bit different than like individual. But, um, you know, you definitely are not going to get a uh, a clinical diagnosis from a coach there there's a wide variety and quality of training um so you might get a really great coach you might get someone who took an online class for a couple of days and now calls himself a coach you know so it's it's a wide variety with counseling you know you at least kind of know someone's had a got a degree and kind of went through some things so there's a benefit to that but again the main key is like, does their approach fit with what you 
believe in, right? Is their approach going to help you? You know, does it resonate with you? Um, it matters. Okay. So the best coaching methodology that I found is through Brooke Castillo and the Life Coach School. She has her own podcast, the Life Coach School podcast. Excellent. Um, and so I personally, I use a modified form of her, what she calls the model as my primary coaching tool. It, it just helps you see how your thoughts create your feelings, which leads to your actions, which those actions have certain intentions. This is my addition to it because what I see is that in interpersonal relationships, what people pick up on is those intentions, you know, uh, like you wash the dishes, but if your intention was to get her to notice you, it falls flat, right? That's why I call being a mosquito. You do nice things, but you're expecting something back, trying to suck off attention, appreciation, affection, and it doesn't work, right? She picks up that intention and the result is she's mad at you, right? Instead of being happy, or maybe she gives in and says, oh yeah, thanks, but she doesn't really mean it because she knows you had that intention versus if your intention was to just serve her, say, hey, yeah, stuff was dirty, I cleaned it up you're much more likely to get a thank you at that point, right? Because you weren't being a mosquito. Okay. So my personal approach, I like the term coach better than counselor because what it implies is that you're practicing a skill that you can get better at. You know, you've had a coach for sports and what did that coach do? Okay. If you want to learn how to golf better, you go see a golf coach and that coach is going to help you develop that skill. Okay. So that's the reason I like the term coach so much, because I believe that there are certain skills required to have an outstanding marriage that can be learned. Absolutely. You just have to practice them. Okay. And it does take practice, but that's what I see my role as. My role is to show you the exercises, right? Show you the mental, emotional, spiritual, and sexual exercises you need to do so that you can build the skills necessary to have a great marriage. So to me, you know, it kind of falls into three basic camps. So number one is, is trust. Okay. Trust is foundation of a good marriage. Um, now that comes in two forms. One has to be trust of yourself and then other people can also trust you basically being a trustworthy person. What does it take to do that? It takes a clear understanding of your value as a person. Okay. That you have inherent value that you matter. Okay. Uh, I'm going to put a new uh, module in from this book I just read that is, was so good about that, right? That we don't have to earn our value, even though as high achieving guys, a lot of times that's what drives us is we feel like we're trying to finally reach that point where we're valuable enough. Um, but a really powerful statement from the book Driven that I mentioned in the, a couple podcasts ago, um, How to Manage Your High Achieving Brain is the name of that one if you want to look at it. But this concept of I'm okay as I am now, and I can be better. Like I'm already okay. I'm already valuable. Yeah, I can always do better. And that's fun for high achieving guys. We like that. We don't like to just say, oh, I'm fine as I am now and I don't need to do anything. Right. We like to say, no, like I'm okay. And I'll still be okay when I reach the next goal and the next goal, but I'm not going to be more of a valuable person when I reach that goal. Right. It's a journey that I'm on and it's one that I like to be on. Right. And I'm okay where I am now. Just brings like such a sense of calm to me, at least, right? If you're a religious person like I am, knowing that you're a child of God, a son of God, that's powerful. You know, that doesn't change based on what you accomplish or don't accomplish. Like you have that 
that value. You have someone who cares. Okay. So you understand your own values of person and then your own personal values. Like, what do I want? What do I like? What do I, you know, um, what do I value? Right. And then you have the desire and practice of living true to those values, basically living in integrity, being a man of your word, following through with what you say you're going to do. Right. That builds a sense of trust and self-esteem. So attractive, right. To women. And it just feels great. Okay. When you can do that. The other part of trust, right. Is being able to manage your own thoughts and emotions. Well, to understand where my thoughts are coming from, be more conscious of that, manage your own emotions. so You're not losing your temper or stuffing your emotions. Okay. Or like having them build up and then lighting it out in a weird way, like, you know, pornography or overeating or over drinking or having an affair, right? You learn how to manage your thoughts and emotions and all of that is building trust in yourself. Like I can manage myself, right? I can take care of myself. From there, so that's trust, right? From there, it's communication, okay? How do I really deeply understand where my wife's coming from and how do I express myself clearly to her? really at the basis of communication and when you you when you really understand your own thoughts and feelings well okay now you can communicate them all also when you understand your own thoughts and feelings really well and actions and intentions right you can sort of start seeing them in other people as well okay it kind of starts with seeing them in yourself and then you practice seeing them in other people and understanding where other people are coming from that's when you're really good you get really good at communication so you're able to understand, you're able to express yourself, and then it's getting to those win-win agreements, creating a relationship that works for both of you, right? That's the skill of communication. And next is intimacy, okay? So trust, communication, and then intimacy. Intimacy is, again, getting to those agreements that work for both of you because you understand what you both want, okay? It's also making requests of each other, setting boundaries, again, figuring out what works for you and what doesn't remembering you have a choice in your life, including in your relationship. Okay. Also it includes sex and passion and flirting and fun, right? Bringing those things back. Okay. So guys, once you can do that, once you have trust in yourself and other people can trust you, you're able to communicate well, you're able to create intimacy. That's it. Like you've got an amazing marriage. You really do. So, you know, I teach these skills through my program and my one-on-one coaching. It's that, it's trust, communication, and intimacy. So I teach it, my clients go out and practice these skills, okay? They're usually not very good at first and that's fine, okay? That's how it goes. When you learn a new skill, you're not that good at first. <laughs> when you're building your you know, physical strength, we all understand like, okay, if I can do 10 pushups today, I'm not gonna be able to do 100 tomorrow. I have to kind of work my way up to that. Sometimes we expect more of ourselves with developing spiritual, mental, and emotional skills. Oh, I should just be able to manage my emotions, even though I never have been able to. Oh, I should just be able to know what I'm thinking, even though I've never really practiced that. No, like it's gonna take some repetitions to get good at it. So in the, in my programs, that's what we do. In my program, Strongman System, that's what we do. You know, we point these things out, we practice it. You guys send it into me, I look at it point out things that you can improve. Okay. Just like if you're practicing a golf swing, someone on the outside can say, okay, just move your hand a little bit this way. Right. And then you hit it farther. Same thing here. You're going to submit things to me. I'm going to look at it and say, okay, yeah, this was a little bit off. Let's fix it. So my clients, my students, they come in, you know, they keep practicing, they keep getting better and better. And eventually, and in my opinion, the, the sooner this happens, the better, you know, my clients, my students, they reach a level where they don't really need my help, 
right? And they can continue to progress on their own to deeper levels of trust, communication, and intimacy in their marriage and in their life and in all their relationships. You know, this extends to all your relationships, which is amazing. Okay. So that's my approach. There's some skills you need to learn. I'm going to teach you them. You're going to practice them. And then when you screw up, I'm going to help you figure out why you're screwing up. (laughs) It's basically it. Okay. So I feel I bring a unique perspective between my professional training and my personal experience. Um, you know, so I studied neuroscience in, in college. I understand the brain, how it works. You know, went to medical school after that. So I understand the body, how the body and brain integrate with each other and how they affect each other. Tools you can use for your body that affect your brain, all of that. Um, then psychiatry training, did lots of counseling, therapy work in that. Then my personal experience with my own marriage, you know, going through, you know, with a wife who's been heavily sexually traumatized and working through that. Then my own multiple issues that I had to see that I'm trying to teach high achieving guys, you know, this one up behavior and not listening and, and all that really seeing my wife as an equal, also being able to speak up for myself, finding that balance. So you know, I know this works. I had to go through it myself. <laughs> so look, I'm not a fit for everybody. You know, if one of these other things I talked about resonates with you more awesome, like try to find somebody that, that does, but who I am really good at helping is for high achievers who want to learn the skills required for great relationships. And you're willing to put in the work to learn it. So like an hour and a half to two hours a day for the first month after that, you know, you probably don't need quite that much, but if you do, you know, 30 or 60, even if you do a full 90 days of like one to two hours a day of really good practice of this, you know, you'll build the habits in and you'll be in really good shape. So yeah, like if you want to learn skills and you're ready to get to work doing it and you want some expert advice on how to hone those skills, like I'm your guy, I'm happy to help you. So this week only, uh, October 5th to October 12th, I'm making a special offer to email subscribers and podcast listeners. So you're going to get the strongman system. Typically it's $2,500 for 90 days of access to the program. So if you want to like, if you want to upgrade that to lifetime access, or if you want additional support, like help with your apology letter or the ability to ask me questions or to have access to mentors, you pay additional fees for that. It's still a great deal. You know, you, it's $500 a month to get that support, you know, uh, extra to, to get the apology letter, but still, you know, a good value. But for, for this week only, what I found is 90 days is really a really good amount of time to kind of have people go through the 30 days of the program and then have like another two months after that to still be checking in, asking questions. Um, you know, I've tried it lots of different ways, but, uh, this seems to be the best. And so I'm excited to offer this to you guys, uh, for this week. So I'm offering lifetime access to the program my help with their apology letter. So uh, 90 days of unlimited question and answers. So you can send in as many questions as you want to me for 90 days. Access to my handpicked mentors. I I like to kind of assign mentors versus just having a, a group. I, I like you guys to be in contact with people who have gone through it and can really do a good job of helping you versus just, um, you know, talking to anybody in the program who, you know, maybe isn't really equipped to to help you very well. Um, so you're going to have access to the mentors, uh, access to my, and then access to my calendar for office hours coaching. Like I like meeting you guys. I like it when you come in and I get to 
hear your story and, you know, give you a couple tips. And you come into these sessions with a very specific question. We work on it and we get you to a good spot. It's fun for me. I like it. So you're going to get all of that. Normally it would cost you $2,500 extra to get all those bonuses, $2,500 to $3,000, but you're going to get all of that for just that one-time fee of $2,500. So basically it's about half of what you normally pay um, if you wanted those 90 days of support. So, uh, and again, if, if after the nine days, you're like, you know, I would still like to be able to ask questions and kind of check in. No problem. I'm going to give you a 50% discount if you want to continue to have that access after the 90 days. So to jump in now, head over to MikeFraserMD.com. There's a link right on that main page there. Uh, this is the best offer that I've made. Uh, you're not going to see it again for at least the next 90 days. Um, you know, I want to get a group in that is ready to go. We work together for 90 days and then we, you know, I make sure I'm doing, you know, taking care of you guys that are in there. Right. Um, so, you know, it's going to be at least another 90 days. So you see this again. So sadly guys, there's 2046 divorces every day in the United States. That's from the U S census data. So in the next 90 days, guys, that's 184,000 and 140 divorces. It's a lot. Okay. So guys jump in, join the strong man system. Make sure yours is not one of those divorces, right? If you're at that point, or even if it is, right? Sometimes that happens, you go through it. You know, you will have learned what you needed to have a successful romantic relationship in the future. Because look, guys, if you don't figure this out and you get divorced, you will 100% repeat the same mistakes next time around. You just will, okay? First marriage divorce rate's about 42%. Second marriage is 60%. Third marriage is 73%. So look, it's not people are like finally finding the right person, right? They, they do worse the more times they get married because they didn't figure this out. You know, we attract people who are at about our same level of strength and skill, right? Our mental, emotional, spiritual, and sexual strength and our interpersonal communication and intimacy skills. So when you build up your skills, you're going to attract someone who's at a higher skill level and be able to create a great marriage, Okay. If your wife's stepping away, she's probably a higher level than you right now, right? You need to step up your level, okay? So that she'll be attracted to you again. So guys, again, if, if my approach resonates with you, if you're a person, a high achieving guy who's ready to really get to work, spend an hour and a half to two hours a day for those 30 days, and then, you know, continue on after that, probably won't have to be that hour and a half to two hours, but probably still, you know, an hour or so a day after that for those 90 days, you know, come jump in. Looking forward to working with you. And uh, yeah, so visit MikeFraserMD.com and I will see you there. All right, stay strong, men. We'll see you next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.